That was B.J. Palmer, <clears throat> the Palmer's Law of Life <clears throat> from about 1955 or so. <clears throat> what I want to talk to you guys about today is what I think is very relevant to Palmer's Law of Life and this whole idea of this, this is something inside us and it's something we need to recognize, right? We need to recognize that there's something greater inside of us. We need to recognize that not only is there something greater inside of us, there's something greater inside of us that needs to come out in order to help the people. And if we keep doing nothing, then we'll keep getting nothing. And I watch our healthcare system just falling apart before my eyes after 26 years of being in practice, watching it just tumble down and there are still people who are trying to hold on to the old way, even though the old way isn't working. Right? We, we, we have to realize we are being affected by a lot of different things. And if we keep on holding on to these old ways, then we're going to keep on getting the same old results. And I don't know about you, but I don't want chiropractic to have the same results 20 years from now as it did when I first started. Because what was the percentage of people that chiropractors were seeing in 1989 when I graduated? Less than 10%. Where are we now? Less than 10%. That ain't good market share. Right? We're not doing our homework. We're not really making a difference. Right? If we were really making a difference, then we would be seeing increasing market share. And then there, there are other studies that say, oh, well, it looks like you know, one in every six people will go to a chiropractor in this country or have been to a chiropractor. Yeah, it looks like someone some, once in a while stumbles on a chiropractor, gets a crack or two, and is done. But that's not chiropractic, right? We have to realize that we are being affected by a number of things. I, I love one of my favorite speakers to listen to is Jim Rohn. And he says that there are five things that you need to be, that you need to be aware of that you're affected by every single day. The first is the environment. Right, the environment. There's all, and by environment, there's a lot of different things. The environment, we can talk about environment like you know, clean you know, things up and whatever. Uh, and that's one of the things he was talking about. And just as a simple aside, if you walk by this university and you see a piece of trash on the ground, do you walk right by it or do you pick it up and throw it out? I pick it up and throw it out. I've had people comment to me, why are you picking it up? You didn't do that. Because this is my earth. <laughs> I don't want, if everybody threw stuff on the ground and nobody picked it up, then this place would be filled with clutter, right? So Jim Rohn said, why don't you pick, why don't you just have everybody pick stuff up? You know, we were just, we were just in Daytona. I was speaking there for ICPA. And at the hotel, these guys in the morning are cleaning the place up so it looks like immaculate. But by the nighttime, it, the place is trashed. There is garbage everywhere, cigarette butts and candy wrappers and glass containers and all sorts of all over the place. I'm like, what is, do you do this at home? Do you go home and go, yeah, I'm done with my soda, woof, just throw it behind you? You take a cigarette butt in your own house and go, Pum. let's just fling it on my, my, back by my pool in my deck. Is that what people do? I don't know, that's, I don't do that, right? I always pick up after myself. My motto is make it better than when I found it. Make it better than when I found it. Leave that space better than when I found it. But a lot of people don't think that way, and I don't understand that, and neither does Jim Rohn. Another thing he talks about with the environment, too, is like we're in this hotel, and every time we leave the room, we turn almost all the lights off except for one just to make sure, right? But a lot of people, they leave all their lights on, and they're like, who cares? Is the hotel paying for it? 
No, you're paying for it because what you, that cost that you're creating there is making the hotel pay more and that hotel is bringing those charges to you, right? So you ever think about that? I think this is important stuff to realize the environment, we have an effect on the environment. Forgetting about the political environment and all this other stuff, we have an effect on our actual environment. And here's the thing, you see, when I pick up that piece of garbage, I feel better. Right? And that's what Jim Rohn was talking about. I feel better. I feel better that I'm doing something to help my environment. When I turn off the lights in the hotel room, I feel better. I feel like I'm making a contribution. See, and what that is, is a little win. It's a little win, right? And you make a little win, and another little win, and another little win, and then you start feeling good about yourself. You feel better about yourself because you're making these little wins. Right? Food for thought. Another thing that he talks about that we are affected by is events. Right? We were all alive in this room when 9-11 occurred. Right? All of us were alive when 9-11 occurred. That was a hell of an event. Right? That was a catastrophic thing. I will never, ever forget where I was when all this started. Will you? Right? That was unbelievable timing. I'll never forget. The next day, I had to give a final. And I was in C-127. And C-127 was filled. Every single seat was taken. And there were people crying right before I gave out the final. On September 12th. This was it. September 11th, this occurred? September 12th, I was giving a final. Right? I will always remember that scene. That, I, I still get chills when I think about that scene. So events like that will affect us and, have, and change the course of history, right? But there's also the small events, the small minor miracles, and the small minor events that occur every single day. And we can't just, we can't, we have to focus on the small minor events and the small beautiful things that happen every single day. When, that, when you see someone walking across the street and you smile at them and they smile back at you, it's just a little thing, right? Just a little thing. Last night, last patient I was adjusting, this beautiful little girl, she's like six months old, and she and I, we just had this bonding moment and her mom was holding her and I, and I was looking in her eyes, holding onto her hands. And she's just her puffy little cheeks. She's smiling away and kicking. And, and I have a whole crowd of interns and other patients and some of that watching because it was just a beautiful moment. That's the kind of moments I want to remember, right? I'm, I'm never going to forget the 9-11, right? That's embedded in my memory. But I want to remember that moment, right? That event, because that's what defines my life, right? That's what defines my life. The next thing is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And Jim Rohn talked about a couple of things. He said, there's an old saying, ignorance is bliss. Let me tell you something. Ignorance is not bliss. Right? That's a lie. Ignorance is not bliss. What you don't know will hurt you. Right? You have to know. It is your job as chiropractors and future chiropractors and future leaders in our profession and in the country and in your communities, it is your job to be the best that you can be, to gain all the knowledge you can. I will tell you why one of my main reasons why I think chiropractic is having so many problems. Because most people, when they graduate, they stop learning. They stop growing, they stop doing anything, they cave themselves, they put themselves in their own little practice cave and they never come out except for doing a CE like once a year to get their credits, just give me my credits. And otherwise they're completely isolationist. And they don't get involved and they don't contribute back and they don't do anything. And that is a huge error in judgment, to think that when you're done with this school, that you're done with your learning. Knowledge is power. You are never going to stop learning. 
right? Whether you learn from this class or from any other class or whatever it is, you got, you got to keep that stuff going, right? You got to keep your brain moving because the more you excite your brain, the more you're going to grow. If you don't excite your brain, then you won't grow. So that's the next thing he talked about. And the results. Results is the name of the game. What results are you producing in your life? Right? He said you should, you should produce measurable results in a reasonable amount of time. Measurable results in a reasonable amount of time. And he said his first mentor, when he was 25 years old, Jim Rome was completely broke. At 25, he had a family. And he, but he was working hard. He was a hard worker, but he, had, he was completely broke. And he met his mentor, and his mentor said to him, what goals do you have? Do you have a written goal list? And Jim said, no. And, he, and then his mentor said, well, if you don't have a written goal list, I could probably guess your bank account within a few hundred dollars. And I suggest the same thing to you. Right? If you want results, you better have a goal list. You better make some goals, some actionable goals to start accomplishing. Because if you don't have that goal list, I can probably right now guess your bank account within a few hundred dollars. And I'll do it later on too. He said, <clears throat> a kid, you give a kid a dollar. Should the kid spend that whole dollar? Should the kid spend the whole dollar that, that you give him? No, what should he do with that dollar? He should save parts of it, right? Save part of it, but you can say, no, 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 let him spend, he's only a kid, it's only a dollar. And this is what Jim Rohn said, where does it start? Where does savings start? Have you guys, do you guys have savings accounts right now? Do you guys have investment accounts? Because if you don't, when are you gonna do it? I don't have any money. Do you got a dollar? Yeah, start saving a dollar a week. Why well, have to pay all my student loans? Yeah, you probably do. But you don't have a dollar a week? It's because it's not the money, it's not the amount, right? It's not the amount, what is it? It's the action. It's the action. You're telling the universe, I have abundance, I have more than enough, and I'm gonna put part of that away, right? You wanna create an amazing result? You best start doing it now. Do not wait till you graduate. Because when you graduate, I'm telling you, student loans come knocking at your door, that's a whole different ball game, right? Now you start getting worried, and then you start putting all your money to different things, and you forget about yourself. You forget about investing in yourself, because you are the number one person you need to invest in. So start now, right? You want to create a great result? Start now. And the last thing is dreams. He talked about dreams. And he said, dreams aren't just something ethereal out there that you kind of think about and hope about and wish for and that kind of stuff. He said, dreams should be the pull of the future, right? What is getting you to the next place? What is getting you out of this school and into your practice or your associateship or whatever? It's the pull of the future. If you have no pull, then you have no desire. And if you have no desire, then the closer you get to graduation, what do you do? Because I see it all the time, because I teach the upper quarter classes, a lot of the electives. What do I see in the upper quarter classes if they have no dreams and no future pull? What do I see in them? What? Yeah, they lose focus, and worse, they panic, right? They're starting to panic. Because now they're saying, OMG. Right? I haven't planned anything. I have no goals. I have nothing planned for. I have nothing prepared. And now I'm about to graduate. And now they're in the humana, humana, humana stage. Right? And that's a bad stage to be in. 
right? I'm telling you this now because I don't want to see you end up in that roadblock in 13th or 14th quarter. Because it's not about graduating. The end isn't graduating, right? That's, that's the beginning, right? That's commencement. That's the beginning. So if you want to start planning your beginning, you start planning it now, right? If we were building this, this university, right, was it only built once? It was built twice. What does that mean? What does that mean? This university was built twice. What does that mean? Blueprints. Blueprints were first, right? First came the dream. Dr. Sid and his crew said, I believe we need a chiropractic school here in Atlanta, right? First was the dream. Then came the money, and then came the blueprints, right? And they had to create a blueprint. What do they need the blueprint for? Can they just call somebody, hey, you know, we want to build a school. Just come on over and start. Right? You need blueprints because you need a plan, right? How many bricks and how many how much cement and how much light bulbs and whatever, right? Everything's got to be figured out and tallied, right? So Life University was built twice. Life University was built twice. What's your life like? Are you just going to wing it? You're going to graduate and just wing it up? Just figure it out? When it, I'm just going to let it kind of come to me. You can do that, but that's not, how, that's not how great things are built, right? Great things are built twice. Great things first are built here in the mind and on a blueprint and on plans, and then comes the actual formation of whatever it is you're looking for, right? So I want you to think about that. As you, as you leave here today and you go home, wherever that is, I want you to think about your future. And stop planning. If you haven't planned for your future, please start. Because if you don't, it's going to be a rude awakening later on.